Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Vayigash. And the Parsha contains what is perhaps one of the most dramatic and overwhelming stories. The reunification of the fractured family of Yaakov Avinu. For 22 years, Yaakov thought that his beloved son was dead. For 22 years, the brothers had lived with the pain of what they had done to their younger brother Yosef. And now, in an incredible turn of events, in an incredible display of Hashkacha Pratis, divine providence, Yosef is not only alive, but Baruch Hashem, he's thriving. Not only is he thriving, but he is the viceroy in Egypt. And not only is he the viceroy in Egypt, but he is the one who is responsible for sustaining the entire region during dramatic prolonged famine. Yosef reveals his identity to his brothers, and of course, after the initial shock, the brothers overwhelmed by Simcha, Yosef overwhelmed by Simcha, and Yosef tells his brothers quickly, go back to Canaan, go ahead and gather up your families, gather up your belongings, and come down. But then he says something amazing. This is in Parak Mem Hei Pasuk Test, chapter 45, verse 9. Maharu, hurry up, va'alu alavi, go up, because remember again, Mitzrayim is to the south, of Eretz Yisrael of Kinan, so go up to my father, Maru va'alu alavi, va'amarta melav, and go say to my father, ko amar bincha Yosef, this your son Yosef has said, samani elokim la'adon l'chol Mitzrayim, God has made me a master to all of Egypt, redo elai al ta'amod, redo elai al ta'amod, come down to me, come down to me, literally again, don't stand. Come down to me, don't stand. And the Mepharshim pick up on the intrigue. I understand everything in the Pasuk. Redai, like, come down to me. What do you mean, alta amod? Don't stand. What, 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 is, what, is that, what does that word, what does that phrase mean? So Uncle says, as well as many of the other commentaries, lotis akov, don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. In other words, don't just come down. Not just redai, like, not just come down. But alta amod, don't, don't delay. And don't delay can mean a variety of different things. As Yosef said to his brothers, don't worry about gathering your belongings or your possessions. Just come down to Egypt. Everything you need is here. Al-Tamod, don't delay. In a beautiful Midrashic interpretation, some of the Midrashim bring down the concept that Yosef was telling his father, I don't know how long this period of happiness and greatness and success will last. So don't delay, just get down here. Let's get the family together. But interestingly enough, there are other words that are used in Biblical Hebrew, ultimately, again, for delaying, for tarrying. For example, by Lot, when the Torah tells us that Lot, that Lot tarried in leaving stone, the Torah used Lashon of he delayed. So if Yaakov, excuse me, if Yosef is telling his father, don't tarry, don't delay, come down quickly, make haste, just get down to Egypt, there are better, more precise words to use. The word al-ta'amod literally means don't stand. Don't stand. And perhaps what's unfolding here is something dramatically amazing. See, dear friends, you have to understand something. That for Yaakov Avinu, when he hears that Yosef is alive, so the Torah tells us, that at first he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. Now, of course he can't believe it because again, remember, he saw the torn coat of Yosef. He saw the blood on the coat of Yosef. So he saw the circumstantial evidence that painted a picture of Yosef's death and now suddenly hears that Yosef is not only alive, but he's a ruler, he's successful. He can't believe it, but there's something deeper. You see, Yaakov Avinu has spent the last 22 years 
in Shiva, in a heavy state of mourning. He has two decades invested in this identity of loss. And if indeed Yosef is really alive, if indeed Yosef is not dead, then what happened to the last 22 years? Then what's the meaning of my life for the last two plus decades? Was it all a waste? You see, sometimes in life we're confronted with the reality that the life I've led, the identity I've created, is not really the right one. What do you do in those moments? So very often what people do is, they dig their heels in further. I've got too much invested in this identity. I've got too much invested in this way of life. I've got too much invested in this mahalach. I, I, I can't turn it. I, it's wrong. Or I shouldn't say, it's not the best. It could be better. I need a different approach, a different mahalach. A different... I've got so much invested in it that I just can't turn it around now. Do you know that what we're describing over here is perhaps one of the greatest obstacles to tshuva? How is it that every single year comes the Yamim no Ra'im? I have such clarity about what I have to change and how I have to change it and what I have to do. And, and then somehow, for whatever the reason, I just can't convert that into dynamic change. And the reason is very simple, because after Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is over and I take my kittle off <clears throat> and I get back to regular life, I recognize that I've got so much invested in the way that I live. And I've got so much invested in the identity I've created for myself. And if I'm going to really change, I have to deconstruct a lot of things. And you know what? I just don't know that I'm ready for that. I'll say more Tehillim. I'll give more Tzedakah. I'll learn more Torah. But you want me to really break down the, the constructs, the frameworks, the edifice that I've built for my life because I could build something better? It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, and that's very scary. Yosef HaTzadik is telling his father a very nuanced message. Father, I can only imagine that you've been sitting in the home with the shades drawn, sitting on your low chair, with the 22-year Shiva candle burning by your side. And now that you know that I'm alive, maybe you'd be tempted to still ignore this news not pay attention to this news. No, it can't be true. can't be true. Because if Yosef is alive, if Yosef is alive, then that means I've done absolutely nothing with the last two decades. And that's painful. And that's overwhelming. And more often than not, when people are confronted with the choice between deconstructing what they've built in order to build something more beautiful, more wonderful, holier, versus just sticking with what they have, nine out of 10 times people stick with what they have. Father, don't dig your heels in. Don't dig your heels in. I know that the loss of me or your perceived loss of me was painful, 22 years of Shiva was painful. And now on one hand, you're going to be so happy to see me so happy I'm alive. But yet now plagued by the pain of 22 lost years. Don't dig your heels in. Redei Eli, come down to me. Alta Amo, don't stand in place. Don't dig your heels in.
Yosef HaTzadik is not simply telling his father, don't tarry. There are better words in biblical Hebrew for don't tarry. Yosef was expressing a nuanced message that the brothers would not understand, but Yaakov surely would. Father, don't perpetuate that which you have built for because you are afraid to deconstruct and build something new. Redei come to me. Al ta'amod, don't dig your heels in. And we will build something beautiful and new together. Dear friends, there are moments in life where we feel that, you know, I can build something. I can do something. I can make something of myself. I really can. We've all made something of ourselves. I can make something better of myself. And I'm inspired and I want to do and I want to work and I want to grow. And then again, I begin to think about this idea practically. And I realize, well, if I want to move forward in this area of life, I don't know that I can have the best relationships with these people because they're not the right influences. Or I don't know if I can engage in these activities because they're not so great for me. Or I don't know if I could talk this way, act this way, behave this way, if I really want to get to where I want to get to in life. And then we begin to see all the changes we need to make in order to build something new. And Rahmana Litzlan so often in life, we often just shelves, shelve our dreams of growth and building because it's going to cause me to deconstruct too much. Don't dig your heels in. Don't dig your heels in. If I know that I could be better, if I know that I could build better, if I know that I could become holier, yes. Growth in life, personalistic construction, must inevitably be preceded by personalistic deconstruction. Such is the nature of life. But don't be afraid of a little demolition. Don't be afraid of knocking down a couple of walls, knocking down a couple of beams, and yes, sometimes maybe even knocking down an entire structure. If you know that you could be better, if you know that you could be holier, let the words of Yosef ring in your ears. Redei a lie. Come down to yourself. Come down to yourself. Al-ta'amot. Don't dig your heels in. Don't be afraid to deconstruct that which you have built if you know that you could build something so much more beautiful. This story has a happy ending. Yaakov Avinu listens to the words of his son. Yaakov Avinu, again, a message that only Yaakov understood. No one else understood it. And that's why, again, the Medrash points out, Yosef says to the brothers, you have to say my exact words. Don't, don't ad-lib this. Don't give the general message. You have to use my exact words. Yosef heard the beautiful message of his son. And a tired, old, mournful, heartbroken, broken man, we know this about Yaakov from the way he described himself to Paro, takes a deep breath and says, you're never too old to deconstruct and reconstruct. It was the message that inspired Yaakov Avinu. And Amir Tzashem may be the message to inspire us as well to find the courage to deconstruct, to reconstruct, and ultimately build a better version of ourselves. Wishing everyone a good Erev Shabbos and a restful Shabbos Kodesh.